My entitled mother tried to smoke cigarettes in my car, and I ended up having to shut her down. My mother has been smoking since she was 13 years old, and of course she had to smoke in the house when I was a child, and had no regard for me not enjoying smelling like an ashtray. So I went to school smelling like cigarettes every morning for 12 years. Moving out for college was a relief, and I hated going home for any reason, because I'd have to immediately do laundry when I got back to school. She doesn't believe that her smoking is what caused my asthma, or that I have asthma at all, to be honest. But this isn't about kid me. This is actually a story from four years ago. I was 26 and getting married at a rent fair in Texas. My mother lives in Massachusetts and would have to fly out. I told her months beforehand, you are not under any circumstance allowed to smoke in my car. She kind of whined and mostly blew it off like, sure, sure. I knew she wasn't taking me seriously, but this was a hill I was ready to unalive on. The wedding gets closer and every now and again, I'd remind her, you're not smoking in my car. And she'd get all whiny about it again. Finally, she tells me she's booked her flight and that she'll get in at about 10 o'clock at night before the wedding. I was really hurt because I hadn't seen her in two years and I was hoping we'd get some dinner or something, but she insisted she couldn't take the time off or leave my stepfather for too long. That's fine, whatever. And I tell her once again, you are not smoking in my car. But this time when I told her, it turned into an actual fight. My mom said, that's not fair. I said, I don't care. My car, my rules. You're not smoking in it. She goes on to explain, you can't expect me to go five hours on a plane without smoking and then an entire car ride back to the hotel. I end up saying, well, that's not my problem. You are not smoking in my car. I will leave you at the airport if you try. But I'm going to need a cigarette, she says. No, you don't. You can wait until you get to the hotel. Please. We hung up angry. Also, it's worth noting that my mother isn't a cosigner on my car or anything. She's never helped me pay for anything in my life. The car is under my name. She has no say in it. And she's already making my life difficult by showing up at the literal last minute before the wedding. If anyone deserves a cigarette, it's me for putting up with her garbage. Fast forward to a week before the wedding. I ask her all the pre-travel questions just to make conversation. Stuff like, have you figured out your ride to the airport or have you started packing and etc. And then I approach the forbidden topic. I said, remember, you're not smoking in my car. Oh, come on. I go on to say, I don't want my car smelling like smoke. I don't even have an ashtray. She tries to reason with me by saying, I'll just roll the window down. I say, in Dallas at the end of May? No, you're not. I'm not going to sweat the entire way back to the hotel just so you can smoke. And even if I was willing to, the answer is still no. (laughs) But that's too long to go without a cigarette. I look at her and I say, I do not care. If smoking is more important to you, find another way to your hotel. She says, you're being unreasonable. Give me one good reason why I can't smoke in the car. Now, again, at this point, I'm pretty upset and ready to tell her not to even bother coming. And then I remembered something. Mom, my fiance is allergic to secondhand smoke. Which is true. It just wasn't something I'd bring up to her. Oh, she says. Well, why didn't you say that earlier? Of course I won't smoke in your car if it's a health issue. So I eventually got my way. Even if I had to blackmail her a little bit with the possibility of her hurting my soon-to-be wife. It makes me so angry that she has so little respect for me that smoking is more important than my wishes. This doesn't really have an epic ending. She had to have her cigarettes before she got in the car, though. Okay, cool. It's not like it's the night before my wedding. I totally have time to stand in the middle of an airport parking garage while you puff on your death stick. Of course, I found out later that she didn't think it was a real wedding, which put a lot of her behavior in perspective. But that's a story for another time. Overall, this is a subject that has always kind of been brought up in my house. I've told her on multiple occasions, she is not allowed to smoke in my house if she ever visits. If she wants to smoke, she can go stand on the back porch away from the house. I don't care if it's cold or raining. She's probably never going to come to visit us again. She's not allowed to smoke around my 
wife. In fact, when I was younger, I've never actually brought my wife home to my house because it reeks of cigarette smoke. And also, I don't want her to ever meet my stepfather. When we visit Massachusetts to visit my family, we mostly meet in public places. She's even not ever going to be allowed to smoke around her future grandchildren. And if her cigarettes mean more to her than my wishes, then I'm perfectly happy to never see her again. That is a good job for the original poster deciding to put their foot down and stop something that could be super harmful. The fact that this was even up for discussion and that this person couldn't understand where their child was coming from is actually baffling. I mean, the rule is pretty simple. When you're in someone else's car, you go under their rules. So for him to say, hey, you can't smoke in my car, that is the end of it. And if you break that rule, congratulations, you're going to have to find another ride from the airport. You don't want to get an Uber from the airport. It's going to be expensive. Like, I understand if someone has an addiction and they're struggling to fight the urge to do something like smoking, but you absolutely need to respect somebody else's boundaries. And the original poster has it right. If his mom is actually going to choose the cigarettes over his family, then he would probably be better off with not seeing her. This next story came from the Am I the Jerk podcast subreddit. Check the links in the description if you'd like to submit your own story. Am I the jerk for defending my sister after a Karen tried to slap her? Let me start with some context. I'm 19 years old and my sister is 10. She is mute. That means that she's unable to talk. We were in a market and we were both in the market because my mom was sick. We had to buy medicine. While we were looking for medications, behind us was the crazy Karen and her daughter. Karen's daughter turned around and looked at my sister who currently had a toy that she brought with her. The Karen's daughter talked to my sister and said, Hey, that toy looks nice. Give it to me. But my sister couldn't answer because, well, she's a mute. So Karen's daughter got angry because my sister didn't answer her and tried to get the toy from my sister that she had. But my sister took it away. Then the Karen's daughter started crying and told her mom that my sister told her that she was ugly and stupid. So the Karen got mad and started yelling at my sister, who then started crying. That made the Karen even angrier. So she approached my sister and tried to slap her, but thankfully, I grabbed her hand. Karen then fell to the ground screaming, this woman hit me and my daughter. She then dragged her daughter to the ground. A guard ended up coming by, and the Karen yelled, I want to speak to a manager. She then began to spin on the floor with her daughter, writhing in pain, supposedly. After a while, the manager appeared, and the Karen said, yelling, this woman hit me, and I want her to be banned from this place. The manager said, though, uh, is that right, miss? I began to explain what happened, but Karen said, that woman is lying. That's when I looked up and I saw the cameras and I said, uh, do they work? Karen's face turned from red to pale white and then said with a voice that was almost broken, but shouting, uh, you don't have to look at the cameras. But the manager ignored her. And after looking at the cameras for a while, the manager said, I need you to leave this market. Karen said, why me? If that woman hit me and my daughter, Karen's daughter didn't end up saying anything. Karen instead said, "Uh, I don't even like this place anyways. She then grabbed her daughter and then she left. So what do you think? Am I the jerk? No, you are not the jerk. This lady sounds crazy. The fact that this lady tried to smack another girl, all because their rotten child was lying about what this girl had said, even though she can't speak, is disgusting. It's crazy to me that people can act like this in a public setting and think that it's okay. This is why having cameras and all this recording information is so valuable nowadays, so that people like this can't get away with this kind of attitude and this type of behavior. It calls them out on it immediately, and there's some kind of record, so that when they start screaming on the floor that, oh, I've been hurt, 
hurt. I've been injured. You can look at the cameras and be like, uh, nobody touched you. So no, you're not a jerk. Don't even worry about it. You did the right thing and you defended your family. Am I the jerk by being a bully in high school and beating other kids up? This is more of a cautionary tale than anything. Although I'm sure someone will take delight in my well-deserved punishment, as they should. I was a bully in high school. I don't have some tragic reason behind it. I just did it. And it wasn't a, I'm going to take your lunch money type of bullying. It was calling people names, punching them in the stomach kind of bullying. I was an absolute jerk and I got what was coming for me. One of my targets became Jake. Jake became my target for several reasons. Two of them being that he was just small and skinny and the other being that he was aloof and kind of standoffish. Not rude, just distant. And that overall just really upset me. So I would verbally abuse him, call him stupid and a loser, like I was any better. And then one day, I went too far. It ashamed me to talk about what I did. I got Jake after school and completely pummeled him. I nearly dislocated his arm after he tried to bite me when I pinned him to the ground. And the only thing that stopped me was that a broken arm would get him in the hospital and that would probably mean his family would sue mine. I nearly beat him unconscious and left him crying on the ground. And the worst part is, it didn't even bother me. I beat this kid and could have ended his life and it didn't bother me at all. About two days later after this, I learned that Jake had an older brother. His name was Henry and he was about 18 years old and built like a freight train and he hit like one too. Henry took what I did to his little brother and returned it to me tenfold. For a finishing touch of don't mess with my brother, Henry broke my finger. My finger, even today, stands as the most intense pain I've ever felt. About 200 pounds of pure could have been a wrestler coming down and breaking my finger. He didn't even say a word during it. He just left. I did end up going to the police because my parents noticed the bruises, but I lied. I said I got mugged. And there were a lot of reasons why I lied, but mostly I was scared. And for someone who has never been afraid of anybody at this point in their life before, it was a hard shock for me. The technical reason for this being so messed up is that my finger never healed correctly and I still have trouble bending it. The moral of the story, I was a jerk who beat up kids who didn't have a good chance of being able to fight back and I got what was coming to me. I ended up going to therapy to deal with my anger issues and it's an everyday battle to not go back to awful habits, but I'm a better person now. Not that it matters much. Me, quote, becoming a better person won't get rid of the damage I did to so many kids. Overall, I mess up every day. I was an awful person and it took a guy who wanted to teach the stupid idiot who had hurt his brother a lesson to really cause him to change. But that didn't erase the damage I did. I hurt people who didn't deserve it and I deserved what happened to me in the end. I mean, I don't know if I really need to describe it, but I think we can all agree that yeah, the guy in this story is a complete jerk. Like, I'm really glad that they were able to move on and find some resolution and become a better person, but I wish that they were a better person in high school. As someone who did get bullied quite a bit, I just don't have a lot of sympathy for people who get what's coming to them. I mean, yeah, he deserved to have his finger broken. Maybe I'm cruel for saying that, but for what he did to this kid's brother, it's just unacceptable to me. There's already so many things to worry about in high school, but having to worry about your safety and almost being unalive because of some other jerk picking on you just because you're small and skinny is not something a kid should worry about on a daily basis. And while I do feel kind of bad that he doesn't have his finger working the proper way and he can't bend it properly, I just hope that that's an obvious and constant reminder that he needs to be a better person. And from the sounds of it, it looks like he's trying to be that better person. But my opinion, you should be a better person today and not wish you were one several years ago. My entitled mom makes a retail worker cry. So I can't say that I don't love my mother. She can be a pretty awesome person and my biggest support, believe it or not. But it is undeniable that she is an absolute Karen whenever she's shopping. She's always that one person that finds an item 
item with no tag or tries to haggle a price down and complains about store workers with their politeness. So, we're at a big retail store, my whole family actually, consisting of my dad, my mom, my sister who's 18, and my brother who's 15, and also myself, I'm 20. We're shopping for a bathing suit for my sister, even though it's early spring because we're California beach babes where the sun beats down on us in the summer like an oversized bully, and winter is basically just rain and a few bursts of cold wind. Nothing too serious. It's actually pretty late when we get some things to try on, and we realize that there's a rack blocking the door to the changing room. Any rational person would realize, hey, the changing rooms are closed. We should just cut our losses and either come back the next day or guess what bathing suit my sister likes best and take it home and try it on from there. My mom, of course, starts to pull the rack back to try and get it out of the way. I try and act like it was an honest mistake and say something like, uh, hey, mom, I think it's closed. She then goes on a rant about how the store is still open, so we should be able to try stuff on and make a purchase. At this point, I see a retail worker in the dressing room area, and she seems to be tagging clothing and pricing them with her phone or her device or something. It's pretty obvious she is working because the device has one of those attachments on it with a pricing scanner. I see the red flags, and I pretty much say, I'm going to go look in the decorations department, and the rest of the family scatters to the wind while I can hear my mom loudly chewing out the worker for both my mom not being allowed to use the dress room and also for being on her phone when she should be working supposedly. I'm in the decoration section for a while with my sister. We're both just exchanging looks and not saying much. Then my mom calls my sister over and the whole target squad seems to have centralized in the changing room area. Me being the curious little child that I am, I follow her. The retail worker that I had seen earlier was sitting on a chair crying as two other employees were comforting them. My mom was triumphantly holding the bathing suits in her hand and grabbed my sister to the changing rooms. It was completely embarrassing because it didn't take a genius to see that my mother had raised you know what for this specific moment. In the car, she didn't even seem to have any remorse. In the end, she got what she wanted, but at least I know that it was wrong and that I will not be following in her footsteps. Wow, this mom sounds like an absolute Karen. I mean, who just goes off and tries to make a retail worker cry simply because they were doing their job and blocking off something? Like, honestly, who knows why those changing rooms were like, I don't know, locked down. They probably had a legitimate reason they were closed. Someone could have had an accident or maybe they threw up in there and then suddenly you're moving things away and then you're going to go step in it. I've always had the philosophy that you just be kind to those around you, especially people in retail. They have the hardest job on earth because they have to put up with so much garbage. Like honestly, you can ask anybody who's worked a cashier or who's worked in any kind of food service or customer service situation. You have some of the craziest people that come up to you and say some of the craziest things. I feel so bad for the worker that was sitting there crying in a chair while this Karen was just walking around like it's nothing. Like, how terrible of a person do you have to be to act like that? Overall, though, I think we can all agree that the lady in this story is absolutely out of line and she desperately needs to do better in life. My entitled parents got mad because I tipped the pizza delivery person. This happened the other day. My parents are not from the U.S. and tipping culture isn't much of a thing in their home country. But I grew up here in the U.S. and always tip when it's expected or hoped for by the person doing their services. Anyway, I almost never get a pizza delivered. I always prefer to pick it up at the restaurant, but I was feeling very lazy and decided to order a delivery. The pizza driver shows up. I signed the receipt as I had paid over the app with my bank card and gave them a cash tip. I gave them $5 for the tip since my order was $15 total and the restaurant is only 8 minutes away from my house. Anyway, my parents saw me give him $5 and immediately asked why I gave him cash when I told them I had already paid for it. I explained that you're supposed to tip a delivery person and that that person who delivered the food was nice and polite, so they definitely earned the tip.
tip. They then proceeded to go on a rant on how I'm not smart with my money, how they should decide what I spend my money on, and how I'm an idiot for tipping. They even said pizza delivery people should get better jobs if they're going to rely on tips. And even worse, here's the kicker. I work at a dine-in restaurant. I receive tips too, yet they don't ever seem to have a problem with people tipping me at work. Anyway, my parents have always been like this, wanting to control my finances despite the fact that I work full-time and pay rent as well. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible Berry Chantilly Cake and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on a whim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Yeah, I will never understand why other countries get upset that Americans tip people who give service of some kind. Like if I go to a haircut place and the person does a good job, besides their normal fee, I'm going to pay them a little bit extra. That person has my look and my livelihood in their hands. I don't want to have a bad haircut. And if they do a good job, I'm going to tip them. If I'm at a restaurant and someone gives me good food and they provide excellent service and they're tentative and there for me, I'm going to give them a good tip. Sometimes these people don't make very good money. And while the system I completely agree is absolutely absolutely skewed against them. It also gives good opportunities to earn a lot of money. Probably not a lot, but at least I can provide some semblance of a paycheck for them. I remember when I worked as a waiter and sometimes I would get absolutely nothing. And I can't tell you how demoralizing and depressing that was. So the moral of the story is just tip your pizza delivery guy. They will be so happy that you did it and you'll probably make their day. My girlfriend is joining a sorority in college and I don't know what to think of it. This is our second time getting back together after a breakup. And to be honest, we've had a messy past together. We've never cheated on each other, but we both just grew up a lot and decided to get back together. We've known each other for two years. Overall, I definitely can't say it was her fault for how things ended up. Anyways, we're both going to the same university next year and she hinted the idea of joining a sorority and I definitely overreacted and told her I was very uncomfortable with that idea just because of the gruesome culture of Greek life that I'm honestly not a big fan of. She told me that she wouldn't go to very many parties and most of the time she would try to bring me with her. 
which I respect. She wanted to keep an open line of communication. She also told me she wouldn't drink very much if I wasn't there, which I do have a hard time believing. I know people make horrible decisions when they're wasted, and she has a tendency to do some pretty dumb things, like being loud or disrespectful or destructive, but she assures me she won't go to Greek parties. She hasn't completely decided if she is or is not going to join the sorority, but I feel like it will just destroy our relationship, and she'll turn into some crazy, wasted person, and that her being in a sorority is just going to break us apart. She also promised me she would never go to any mixers or formals without me. I do trust her, but I just can't help but worry about if she actually does go through and join one. I just don't know how things will be. I'll be living in my own apartment, and she'll be in a dorm with a roommate and promises to spend a lot of nights with me throughout the week, and promises that I'll be the one picking her up from every party she goes to without me. I have been pretty overdramatic since I figured out she's been thinking about this, and she's handled it well considering how big of a jerk I've been, but I just really don't like Greek life. But my views on it very well may be twisted. We are, after all, going to a pretty big in-state school where Greek life is quite prevalent. I guess what I'm mainly worried about is her cheating on me, when she's wasted or out of control with some frat guy. But if she stays true to her word, I won't have to worry about that, right? I'm guessing most frat guys hook up with girls after the parties and not while everyone's there. At least that's what I hope. I don't know. It's just a lot for me to handle. I do trust her, but I have a hard time trusting her to a point, especially when she's wasted around other guys. And honestly, I just don't trust other guys around her and them having the opportunity to take advantage of her when she's vulnerable. What should I do? This is a tough one because I can understand where he's coming from, but like at the end of the day, this is her decision. The original poster also needs to know that not all sororities are bad. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's some messed up stuff that's happened in the past for other sororities, and I totally recognize that there's some bad eggs out there. But I think as long as she's careful and aware of her surroundings and makes correct choices, that this really could be an uplifting experience. And it sounds like the guy wants to be involved. So I don't think there's any harm in trying, at least. As long as you're careful and you stay loyal to your relationship, a lot of benefits can come from a sorority and even in some cases a fraternity. I get that it's not for everybody, but I don't think there's any harm in trying it. This guy also says that they've only been together again since their last breakup for three months. So it's understandable where there's hesitation and where he doesn't completely trust her. But to me, it sounds like he's just being paranoid as opposed to this being from some place where there's actual legitimate concern. I think he's probably just afraid that he's going to lose his girlfriend in all honesty. But what do you think? Leave a comment down below. What would you do in this situation? Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And the next time you live stream, use the Cream of the Crop music. Search Cream of the Stream on Spotify or whatever platform you use for copyright-free music to use for your next stream.